Good morning. Good morning, everybody. I want to I, I want to mention the scripture again. I got to choose that for today. What good is it for a man to gain the whole world and yet forfeit his soul? I got to choose that. So I just want to I want to put that in your mind before I, I start talking this morning. What what good is it for a person to gain the whole world and yet forfeit their soul? I want to start by showing a clip from a movie. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the movie. You can go ahead and go to the second slide. It's, a, it's an older movie by now, but it's really not that old. Uh, the title of this movie is The Pursuit of Happiness. I don't know if you've ever seen this movie. I, hope, I don't want to play a spoiler alert today, but I may for some of those who haven't seen it. Um, the, unique th- the unique thing about the movie is that happiness is spelled incorrectly, for those who didn't know it, and that's kind of the theme, uh, theme of the movie. Um, it's, about a, it's a true story about a man named Christopher Gardner, it's played by uh, Will Smith, um, who was popular long before Chris Rock, so digest that a little bit. It's a, it's a true story. It's a true story about a man who makes a bad investment. Um, he falls upon some financial difficulties. Along the way, his, life, his wife leaves him, and he ends up uh, middle-aged, a single parent, trying to take care of his son, um, and we're really with no income. And one day, he's on the street, and he sees a man driving a Ferrari, which is a really nice car. And he, he asked the man, well, what do you do, and how do you do it? And that second part is really important. How do you do it? Uh, the man's a stockbroker and uh, just says, it's really not that hard. got to be good with people, and you got to be good with numbers. Those are two things he tells him. And so he, he learns about this internship at a firm called Dean Whittier, which is a large corporation. An internship would result in a job at that firm. Uh, But it's an internship, it's low paying, he works long hours, and he's got a son, he's already broke. But he bets on himself and um, tries to land the job. In this scene, you're going to see kind of the culmination of the movie. So it really is the ending of the movie. Uh, But I want you to watch as we get this clip ready, is I want you to notice the look on his face when he gets the job, and then the very end of the clip, and and just think through what emotions he's really feeling. So let's go ahead and watch the clip from The Pursuit of Happiness. Chris, come. Nice shirt. Thank you, sir. Chris. I thought I'd uh, wear a shirt today, um, you know, being the last day and all. Well, thank you. Thank you. We appreciate that. But um, wear one tomorrow, though, okay? because tomorrow's going to be your first day, if you'd like to work here as a broker. Would you like that, Chris? Yes, sir. Good. We couldn't be happier. So, welcome. Was it as easy as it looked? 
No, sir. No, no, sir, it wasn't. Good luck, Chris. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, Chris. I almost forgot. Thank you. This part of my life, this little part, is called happiness. been in a series about identity. Um, some of you may know who I am, some of you may not. Um, I've been working here about 20 years. I could tell you a lot about my family, uh, about my job, about places I've lived, my hobbies, things I like, things that are about me. But today I want to take a different angle about what I think defines our identity, and that is our pursuits. What is it in life that you're chasing? So in the clip, Christopher Gardner is chasing a job, but I ask you to look at his face and say, is that really just happiness, or is it much more? I don't really like the title of the movie, but I get it. Chris is chasing a change in his life. He's chasing meaning for his life, not just happiness. And I'm introducing a new word right now that I kind of want to hang on, shift from happiness to this idea of meaning. Happiness and meaning. And to do that, I want to draw some distinctions between what it means to pursue happiness and what it means to pursue meaning. And I want to point out that these two words are not antonyms. They're not, they're not against each other necessarily. Uh, it's never happiness versus meaning or happiness or meaning, but it's happiness and meaning. And what is it that we chase first? And everything around you tells us to pursue what makes you happy. And I'm going to tell you, it won't work. It doesn't work. A life pursuit chasing only what makes you happy is called consumerism. Consumerism calls us to pursue our own happiness as a first priority. But the life that God calls us to is one we're called to pursue a life of meaning. Stanford did a research project many years ago where they followed the lives of 400 people 
to understand the differences between happiness and meaning. And I'm going to talk to you a little bit about what they find, found out. So happiness can be defined as getting what you want. So I'm not a great Christmas present shopper because I'm shopping for things for like my wife and kids. I'm like, oh, I, I want one of those too. And I wanted to get my wife like a really cute beanie for Christmas. And so I'm looking at these beanies on shields.com and I'm like, you know what? I think that I also want a beanie. So I got one. <clears throat> not this one, by the way. This was made by Yellow Brick Road Beanie Making by Emily Egger. Sorry. Um, so I got, a, I got a new beanie. Pretend this is mine because I forgot to bring mine today. So pretend this is mine. And uh, you know what? I, 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 I liked my new beanie. But you know what? Here's the problem. I already had a beanie. I had this one. Not really, because this belonged to somebody else, too. <clears throat> oh, and I had this one, too. Let's see if I can get them all on here. I had all these beanies already, but you know what? I decided I want a new hat. So I went out and got myself a new hat. So satisfying your desires and what makes you happy, actually, the Stanford Research found, surprise, surprise, is a reliable source of becoming happy. You can go get what you want because you want it, and you can be happy. But that has nothing to do with having a sense of meaning in this world. Since becoming happy has no direct correlation to actual meaning, what happens is the reverse, is that people become unhappy. Someday, you know what? I'm going to want another hat, but I won't wear it today. Actually, the reverse is true. Research found out when trying to live a life of meaning, people become, run the risk of becoming unhappy. So you can, you can go for what you want and become happy, right? And then what happens is you become unhappy in the end. When we, when we look for a life of meaning, yes, we might become unhappy in the process. Doing hard things might make you temporarily unhappy. But at the end, what happens is we're happy. One example is raising kids. Raising kids does not always make me happy. <laughs> but you know what it does for those parents that are same in that? It fills you with a sense of deep meaning you cannot get anywhere else. A meaningful life gives us a sense of direction a meaningful life offers us ways to value the good and bad circumstances. It can justify our hardships and our joys. A meaningful life does not receive any media attention, hardly at all. The media will focus on how can we consume and how can we become happy. So the results of their, worst, their research, the overwhelming major, majority of the people who chose to pursue happiness ended up unhappy. While those chose who chose to live a life of meaning, they experience hardship at the end, happy. So I put together a little uh, equation here on the slide for those that want to understand this. Option one, chase happy equals you will find happy, but you have to keep finding happy. And what happens is in that process, you become unhappy. Option two, chase meaning 
You might become unhappy along the way, but you'll find meaning and you will become happy. And I know this may sound harsh. I know this runs contrary to other messages you get. Don't live a life just to make yourself happy. Choose a meaningful pursuit. And the key is this, the next slide, the next slide, please. The key is this, I'm not saying happiness is unimportant or evil or unworthy. What I am saying is many of us are trying to get there the wrong way. We need to reverse our pursuits. One of my favorite books um, is Man's Search for Meaning. There's a picture of it here on the slide. Man's Search for Meaning was written by a guy named uh, Viktor Frankl, who was a prisoner in four different uh, Nazi death camps, and he was a psychologist by trade. And while he was in prison, here he kind of continued his research into human behavior, and he developed something called logotherapy that helps us to understand meaning. And he writes this in his book. It is characteristic of the American culture that again and again one is commanded in order to be happy. But happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. I wish I had to underline that. Oh, I did underline it. Happiness cannot be pursued. It must ensue. One must have a reason to be happy. And once the reason is found, a person can become happy. As we see, a human being is not one in pursuit of happiness, but rather in search of a reason to be happy. Seek meaning. But you know that when you, when you do that, expect it to be hard. Expect it to be difficult. One of the things they ask in the movie is, was it as easy as you thought? And he said, no, no, sir, it wasn't. But it had deep meaning. A meaningful pursuit may cause you pain, may cause you hurt. It's going to cause you grief. So why do it? Why should we do it? One of the classes I took here back when I was a student in the late 90s uh, was adolescent literature, one of my favorite classes. I wasn't an English major, but I took adolescent literature. And uh, one of my favorite books that we read in that uh, class was the Spoon River Anthology. I don't know if we have any English people here who read the Spoon River Anthology by Eggerly Masters. But in this book uh, by Eggerly Masters, Spoon River is a, is a place where they have a cemetery. And every poem in the book is a voice from the grave. It's someone looking back at their life and seeing how they lived it. And they're expressing their joys and their griefs and their regrets. And they're looking back in their life and they're asking, did I do it the right way? So Voices from the Grave. I'm actually going to share one with you. My favorite one called George Grave. And remember, this is a voice from the grave. I've studied many times the marble which was chiseled for me. A boat with a furled sail at rest in a harbor. In truth, it pictures not my destination, but my life. For love was offered to me, but I shrank from its disillusionment. Sorrow knocked at my door, but I was afraid. Ambition called to me, but I dreaded the chances. Yet all the while I hungered for meaning in my life. And now I know that we must lift the sail and catch the winds of destiny wherever they drive the boat. To put meaning in one's life may end in madness. But life without meaning is the torture of restlessness and vague desire. It is about longing for the sea and yet afraid. 
Anyone in here who has loved and lost will tell you it can hurt. A cause, a person, an adventure, it can hurt. Deb Cleveland did a beautiful job describing this on Tuesday. But we have to chase meaning no matter how hard it is. With everything we have, we have to learn to ignore those voices that tell us that the only thing that matters is to make us happy. So let's talk about what pursuing meaning looks like, and then I'll be done. It means facing the sorrows and hardships and doing the hard things in life. It means having a worthy ambition, something in your life that blesses the entire world. Living a life pursuing happiness means I do what I do for me. Living a life pursuing meaning means I do what I do to bless others. It means moving towards commitment, towards each other, even if everything is not simple. And as you leave here today, as you walk out those doors or those doors, you get to choose. Will my life focus on happiness or meaning? And I would say, for your own good, choose meaning. One of my favorite scriptures is Psalm 84.10, Better is one day in your courts than a thousand days anywhere else. I would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of my Lord than anywhere else. Or Jesus said it this way in the slide we started with. Whoever wants to be my disciple must take up the cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me and the gospel will save it. What good is for someone to gain the whole world? You have forfeit their soul. What good is for someone to chase happiness and forfeit a chance to live a life of meaning? That's not me changing the Bible, by the way. It's just my little version of that. As you leave those doors today, I encourage you, don't chase happiness. Let happiness ensue because you chose meaning. Thank you.